0: How you doing, McDowell? Are you good? Oh, so good to see you on this Sunday morning. Happy birthday, McDowell. Can you believe it? 25 years. It's unbelievable. So good to see you on this Sunday morning. Hey, when we celebrate today, we're not celebrating actually the 25 years in us. We're celebrating God's goodness, aren't we? Because we believe it's God's goodness that's worth our attention, our focus, our minds, and our hearts. My name is Matt, I'm one of the pastors, always good to gather with you on Sunday mornings. We believe worship is all about turning our hearts and our minds toward God. That's what we're going to do over the next hour or so. We are a community, we're following Jesus, and we're learning to love And all that we do. As a community, we like to get to know the people around us. Now, somebody asked me this morning already, so is the question going to be about the Super Bowl? No. The question is not about the Super Bowl, it's about our 25th, and here's the question of the day. What year did you first connect at McDowell? So what year did you first connect, and then what is a favorite moment or video or song or sermon series or trip or whatever it is. What's one of the fame uh, your favorite moments of the, of the church? So go ahead and connect with those around you. Let them know what year and your favorite moment online. You can do that. We'd love to know. Just use that little chat bar. So good to have you online today. All right, go ahead and grab a seat when you're done, and also, hey, online, we would love to know for you as well, it's, it's good to have you online gathering. Uh, there's some hosts there, so let us know what year you jumped in and what year you were a part of it. So just, uh, just to get a feel in the room, how many have been around for more than 20 years? You can just raise your hand if you've been around for more than 20 years. Look around, look around, how awesome is that? More than 20 years. All right, 10 to 20. How many 10 to 20? We have 10 to 20. All right, that's All right. Um, And then in the last five years, how many of you have connected in the last five years? Awesome. So good to have you here. What about the last two weeks? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. It's awesome to have all of you here today. It's a big day for us. Not just because it's the Super Bowl and someone chalked the backyard, but it's a big day because we're celebrating God's goodness to this place, the people. And it's reached, you know, just so many people over the years. There's so many people whose lives have been transformed because of God's goodness and God's work through the life of this church. And uh, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. I hope you feel that as well. I hope you feel like you are so thankful that God has brought you to this place for this season in such a time as this. And I, um, I'm so excited for what's to come. Hey, if you're new today, if it's your first Sunday, you picked a great day to join us. You're going to learn a lot about the last 25 years in the next few minutes. But also, you're going to be pointed to Jesus, which we think Jesus is the one who changes everything for us. And uh, if, if you are new, we want you to know this is a safe place to both explore and take steps of faith. And we want to encourage you to do that today, to take a step of faith towards God. And we believe with everything that we are, that no matter where you've been, what you've been up to. No matter what your your past looks like, God desperately loves you, and he's pursuing you out of that great love. And if you miss everything else today, don't miss that, that you have a heavenly Father who just loves you and is pursuing you out of that love. couple quick announcements. We always got to do this. Get them out of the way. Hey, um, missions has been so important in the life of this church, and during the month of February, we almost always do a diaper drive to help uh, our partners down at UMOM. UMOM is one of the oldest and largest uh, shelters in the in the city. And uh, we want to do all that we can to love them in a practical way. And one of the, their biggest needs is diapers. And so this month, bring all the diapers. Clean ones are preferred. And we're going to pass those along down to you, mom. And then also today is the last day. If you have a student, sixth grade through 12th grade, uh, today's the last day to register them for AYC. And we are working to, to do this as safely as possible. But I'll tell you this, it, it's, it's been a reminder over the last couple months, our students desperately need to connect uh, in, in relationships, in healthy relationships, and it is not good to be, for all of us you know, to be isolated, but especially for students in this season. Uh, to get them together is a good thing in safe ways, and we're working to do that. We already have a couple of busloads that we're taking up to Prescott, but today's the last day. And if your student has a friend that doesn't attend or connect with a local church, we will take them for free. It's called Friends for Free. It's uh, some people in the church just love this uh, this church and want to help students get there uh, if, if possible. So we, we have some scholarships available for those uh, those friends who aren't connected to any church. And then I just want to say thank you to all of you who partner with us financially. God has been good to us financially, and it's because of your faithful giving to the mission that moves this thing forward. We don't have anyone on the outside. We don't have any outside support. It's only uh, from those who call this home and, and love it and want to partner with it. So thank you for your giving. You can give online. You can give in one of the black boxes. You can even mail in a check. And you, even when you walked in today, you got some cash Cash money, <laughs> coins, those little 25 cents. We, I mean, we even take cash. I know it's crazy, but, you know, whatever it is, uh, thank you for pushing the mission forward. It's awesome to partner with you uh, in that way. Okay, 25 years. Whew, 25 years. How do you, how do you condense celebrating all that God has done In 25 years, how do you condense that to to a a service on a Sunday morning? It's so difficult. And um, Don and I, one of our thoughts was that we would sit up here today and tell you some stories. And so we started to to do that together. um, And we realized that what we had hoped to do in about 15 minutes took about two hours. And we thought, probably not a good idea to try to do that on a Sunday morning. So we have a video in a little bit that you're going to see Uh, to tell a little bit of the history of the church. We want to celebrate some people today. Um, But what we want more than anything else is we want to get a glimpse of God's faithfulness and his goodness to us. And the same God that has been faithful in the past is the God who is faithful today. Amen? And he is the same God that will be faithful in the future. Amen? Yeah, and that's the God we want to see today. And we've been using this statement That if we miss Jesus, we miss everything. Church, if we miss Jesus today, we miss everything. If today all that we see is a couple of football teams on a football field, and we forget to turn our attention and our affection to God first and foremost, we miss everything. Because it's the God of the universe who is passionately pursuing each one of us, who wants to transform us for his good and our good. It's that God. That deserves all that we have our mind and our heart, our spirit and our soul. And so that's what we want to do today. Now, you have those quarters. And I, I picked one up on the back table. I picked up a shiny one and I couldn't believe it. It's 2020. Like I, I got a 2020 uh, quarter. And like most of you, I wanted to throw it away, but I decided not to. Um, <laughs> I decided to keep it. There were a lot of good things in 2020, and maybe a shiny new quarter is one of them, but I want you to hold on to that quarter this morning. 25 years represented by 25 pennies into a quarter, so I want you to hold on to that, and there's a couple of times I want to bring to mind some things maybe that, uh, that would cause us to, in the future, each time we see a quarter, to think about something, um, something of God. Okay. Okay. So the roots of McDowell, I, they go back 25 years, but they go back so much further than 25 years. Did you know that? The roots of this church go back so much further than, than just 25 years. And so let me tell you a quick story. Um, they, they go back even before Jesus because God had a love for people and always wanted people to know his love and his grace and his mercy and his hope and his peace But it came to the fulfillment in Jesus, and we just celebrated Christmas, we celebrated the birth of Jesus, Jesus gathered a group around him, and some people began to check Jesus out and pursue him and follow him, and they believed that life would be found in this man, Jesus, and that Jesus was going to change world history. So Jesus gathered this group, these disciples, and we have the stories of Jesus in the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the the pages turned into Acts, and Acts is the story of the early church, and we are still a part of that story, the church breaking out into the world and spreading, but I want you to catch this. Two of the last statements that we have recorded of Jesus, one is found at the end of Matthew, one is found at the beginning of Acts, and I'll put them on the screen. You can go look them up later um, and just verify this is something that Jesus said that was recorded by the earliest followers. So this is what Jesus said to 11 of his disciples. He says this, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and I want you to go and make disciples disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He, he gathers these 11, and he says, this is so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Like God's mission and his movement in the world is so much bigger than you could imagine. And it's not just about you few that have gathered here. Like this is, is going to blow your mind. I want you to go, and I want you to make disciples. And he says, I want you to teach them to obey all the commands I've given you. And don't ever forget this. I am with you, even to the end of the age. I mean, some of Jesus' final words weren't about some sort of, like, cluster or gathering and those who had come together, but he inspired those 11, those early followers, to go and make disciples and Jesus, in that moment, launched a worldwide movement that you are a part of. Now imagine that for a second. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus started something, and that something led to something that led to something to something else, and someone said something to someone else, and it became this gathering. Millions of lives Transform Now, I know, like, it's Super Bowl Sunday. How many of you are excited about Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in the room <laughs> excited about Super Bowl. Now, most of us get excited about Super Bowl Sunday. If we're, if we're honest, some of us get excited about Super Bowl Sunday. Man, and we, we talk about the people. Listen, we forget so quickly We forget so quickly what takes place on a field in a small part of the world. The movement that Jesus started, millions of people gather today in his name because of what he started. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it. McDowell, this 25 years, is just a small part of what he's done. And so this is what Jesus says. I'm with you to the end of the age. And then if you turn the page into Acts, you'll find that he again says to his disciples, he says this, you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus tells this early movement, this small group, that the Holy Spirit is going to do something in them that creates a power beyond them, that goes to the very ends of the earth. Now I want you to pull your quarter out and just hold it in your hand for a second. Eleven. Some of you didn't get a quarter. Take your checkbook out and get a pen. We're going to pass the plates. (laughs) Just kidding. We're not going to pass plates this morning. You can get one when you leave later. You can have it. Act like, just pretend. If you don't have a quarter, just pretend you got a quarter in your hand. Now I want you to think for a minute. I mean, some people would suggest that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. One, one among us might suggest that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Some might say Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time. There's one among us who would say Matt Anderson is the greatest quarterback of all time. Better be my wife. <laughs> Here's the deal. Tom Brady could do nothing today if it weren't for some other men on the field with him. Some people on the sidelines couldn't do anything. He wouldn't stand a chance by himself in a game. It's only the the collective gathering. You know, you look at this quarter and you think, what can I do with this quarter? I mean, I'm hungry. I don't think that little bunt cake out there is going to fill my stomach today like I'm hungry. You know what a quarter can get me? Maybe a piece of gum in today's world, right? Maybe a piece of gum. But if we start gathering some quarters together, we can buy a meal. And if enough of us put some quarters together, we can make a meal that will feed hundreds of people. And when God's Spirit, His Holy Spirit, is added to the power of a collective gathering of quarters, all bets are off at that point. The world can be changed when these things begin to come together. Andy Stanley said this, the be- in the beginning, the church was a gloriously messy movement with a laser-focused message and a global mission. I love that. In in the beginning, the church, it was messy. Like, who can come in and what do we need to do once we're in the door? And like, who, like, th- is that person allowed to come in? And what, are we sure? Like, it was messy in the very beginning, but there was a laser-focused Message, and here, here it is, Jesus is Lord. Jesus changes everything. God loves you, and Jesus is the visible representation of that, and because he died, you can have a relationship. I mean, it was a laser-focused message and a global mission, and because of that, we sit here today, 11 disciples and followers who made a decision to sacrifice that one quarter became many quarters, and it's because of the lives of individuals who say, I'm in. And I'm all in on this movement, that God's mission and movement changes the world around us. And so I want to do something just for a moment. I want to, uh, I want to honor Don and Lori Doe. Because Don... Okay, I told myself I wasn't going to do this this morning and get emotional. But listen, sometimes I think we, uh, we forget. Don, Don, Don and Lori were in a very secure position in a large church, and God laid on their heart this, this idea, this vision. Don says that he was at a conference, a pastor's conference, and someone asked him the simple question, if, if you were guaranteed not to fail, what would you do? If you could do one thing and you were guaranteed not to fail, what would you do? And he thought, I would plant a church. Because more people need to know about the message of Jesus. More people need to know. And if we can just let one more people know and we one more person, one more people, one more person know, and we wouldn't fail, I would do that. And God laid on his heart to to move into a part of the city that was underdeveloped and wasn't quite there yet. And and Don and Lori took a step of faith. And it's because of that step of faith that we celebrate 25 years today. So Don and Lori, as a church, we, we honor you. And I know Don well enough to know that he would take that in just for a minute and then he would redirect the praise to God because that's who deserves it. It's not about Don and Lori, and they would say that. It's not about us, and that's not why we did this. We did it because Jesus changes everything. And it wasn't just Don and Lori. It was the Williamson's, and it was all these early uh, people that were in this area that just caught this vision for what God wanted to do in this part of the city, and God has used them to impact literally thousands of people for his good, to transform, to transform lives. And I want to honor one other person today um, as, a, as a part of, of our time together, and this one we weren't quite sure, but man, Esther Bailey, Esther Bailey. <laughs> was, I mean, Esther, when her, when her husband um, passed away, she lived at the base of Camelback Mountain, just this beautiful, beautiful house, just below um, the praying monk, unbelievable. But because she believed that God wanted her to be a part of this movement, she sold that place and moved up here into a tiny little it's like a town, town home kind of a home, um, to be a part of what God was doing. And she was, she was one, and she was petite, but man, did she reach people. Whether it was sitting around a table or writing an article that would go beyond the lines of denominational boundaries, she had this vision of getting God's message out. I loved Esther. And this week, Esther would be celebrating her her 92nd birthday, this week. And um, a few weeks ago, she she got to see Jesus face-to-face, and I rejoice in that. I'm not sad, as in like this depressing sad. I'm sad that I don't get to see her anymore, sitting right back there in one of those chairs. But I'm so thankful for the impact that she had, and... um, She called uh, Don and Mark and me, um, her three boys, and so we just recorded this to honor her uh, today.
1: I met Esther back in 2014 and 2015 when I came to be pastor at McDowell Community Church. And Esther became a quick friend. She has a soft spot for pastors, as maybe you can tell with Don and Matt as well. She loves the church and she, wanted to take good care of us. And so I had many opportunities to spend some time with her and go out to eat and talk about ministry, life, and faith.
2: So the first time Esther became apparent to me on my radar, I had uh, baptized her husband, Ray, in a Sunday evening service, and I banged his head on the baptistry. And I thought, oh my, he he had to be 75 or so by then. And so uh, I got a call the next day, I'm sure, from Esther, saying, gonna we're gonna sue the church or we're gonna get you fired or whatever and instead it was inviting us to lunch which little did I know she wasn't complaining about Ray at all she was excited to start a friendship which has lasted about 30 years
0: yes I'll never forget the uh, first meal Robin and I shared with Esther and she had a favorite spot in town at McCormick Ranch and I remember uh, being prepped for what a meal with Esther was like but nothing could prep me for uh, that first meal where we entered into McCormick Ranch. There was a buffet and we sat there, I think for maybe three, three and a half hours, uh, just talking about life and, and and ministry and history. And she loved our tribe of churches, the Church of God. We talked about that. That began uh, a series of meals with Esther. And I just, I, I love Esther so much. I, I miss her. Um, I'm so thankful for the time that Robin and I and our kids Uh, had with Esther here at McDowell.
1: After our time at McDowell ended, our relationship actually grew deeper. Esther continued to stay connected and took a great interest in our family and what God was doing and and wanting to talk and hear about uh, the things that were happening in our lives.
2: She said when she was about 60 years old that her her pastor, a former pastor, challenged her with, hey, if you could make a contribution for the rest of your life, and give it all to that, well, what would it be? And she set out to do that. And once her husband, Ray, died, she sold their home just at the foot of the praying monk on Camelback, Mount, Camelback Mountain and moved out here just to be a part of this church. And I'm talking about making a contribution, her generosity, her love. Many of, the, many of you have experienced relationships with her at lunch or, or whatever. She made a, a huge contribution. She was an author, writing books, and articles as well as cards of encouragement. But I'll tell you what she really loved. She loved pastors. And if you could get on her good side, you were in like Flint. And she had three favorites. Matt I called the three m Matt, Mark, and me. And of course I was her favorite.
0: And one of the things I love most about Esther is her her vision for unity and Esther you've, you've heard we, we know that Esther did a lot of writing and one of the things that was so dear to Esther's heart was that her writing uh, would spread beyond boundaries and and walls and would bring people together rather than keeping people apart and I appreciate that uh, so much about who
1: Esther was. Esther has meant an awful lot to me and to Shannon to Miana, Kira, Annika, and Anaya and just her love for the Lord her love for people her love for our family, and her love for the church. She cared deeply for the church and was so invested in what God was doing and wanting to see the church be living out its mission. And so today, I'm sad that I can't be there in person and wish I could honor her in that way, but she has been an amazing person in our life. God has used her mightily in the kingdom, and we are all more blessed because we've gotten to know her.
0: Uh, I think this passage of scripture, when I think about Esther, I think this passage of scripture just um, is, is a good picture of, of her life. And it says this, as uh, Paul's writing, he says, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God, and the time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return and I think uh, I, th- I think that is a picture of Esther she fought the good fight she lived a great life and she invested what she was given in the kingdom of God and now I think the prize awaits her and I think it awaits all of us who place our hope in Jesus
2: Christ Esther I miss you already I miss our times together our lunch and I look forward to one of these days to see you again and have lunch in the sweet by and bye.
0: God, we thank you for your great love for us and that you pursue us in all things. We thank you for uh, the history, but we also thank you for your faithfulness now and into the future. Thank you for your love that we know in Jesus Christ. It's in His name that we pray. Amen. Okay, so I told you, short little video just to catch some of us up on how did this all happen? How did McDowell start? So we're gonna hear a few little stories um, and then sing some old songs that have meant something in the life of this church. If you'll just turn your attention to the screen. Don, 25 years. 25. Can you believe it? One of our colleagues, Dr. David Sebastian, who was in the valley in the 70s and 80s, and he had this vision, really, that he felt like was a God-given vision about our tribe of
2: churches in the valley, do you yeah, Absolutely, that? and he was pastoring in North Hills and, and they planted a church in Awatukee Mountain Park, which we still have a good relationship church. with. Yeah. And um, I followed David and, and kind of inherited that vision, even though that was as far as they'd gone with it. So 95,
0: you kind yeah. of took that step.
2: Yeah, so we we left in May of 95, started meeting in the Williamson's home in uh, Mountain Shadows with a group of about 12 people. And then we started in October at Laguna Elementary, with just doing some services for for a core group. And it grew to about 50 people or so that just caught wind of it. And knowing that we couldn't get in Desert Mountain until uh, 96, February 96, which we're celebrating now. And uh, so we just kind of laid out the foundation of what it would look like started giving people jobs to do and training them and and praying a whole bunch yeah really we didn't know what we were doing yeah. to tell the truth <laughs> just jumping out set up and tear down oh. every, week. every week i mean talk about that the high school would open up at 6 a.m and we start setting things up and then the people that would tear down would be there till one or two in the afternoon and our services were, you know 10 to 11 11 30. what was the first sunday like Oh, it was it was great, and we had just under 300 people show up wow. that first Sunday, wow. which which was really exciting. And then one day we got a, a notice that they're going to kick us out. The high school was kicking us out, and so we had a group of guys that started looking, and um, we'd see this property for a, a lot of times. and it was there was a sale for sale sign on. It was so expensive. It was available for two million dollars. And we thought, hey, no problem. We got, you know, we got 10,000 in the bank. That's a great <laughs> down payment. We can, we can handle it. Yeah. So uh, we tried to get them down to like 1.5. And they'd say, no, no. And uh, finally we agreed on 1.79. Huh. Before it was all over, we found out that we could actually, with this appraised at 1.2, uh, which just blew us away. Yeah. so we took the price down and God provided. And um
0: and 07, uh, 06, 07, I know churches from around the country because I know I'm connected to our, our church network, uh, really wanted you to come be their pastor, a lot of different churches, and you ended up feeling a call back um, to a place that you know, had some family and history.
2: A couple things, we felt the season was, was done here, that we, we, we knew that the story wasn't over, but the chapter ended. Yeah. And we're in, we have a footprint, there's some stability there's some great people and it's time for the next the next chapter to be written by someone else and for us as much as I knew that God called us here I really felt God had called us up there as well and and the same God that did the miracle here could do the miracle of bringing the right person to to come in take off from here so and that's kind of where you started to come in
0: yeah crazy uh, story crossings the church that I had been a part of I was a preaching associate there and Robin and I had felt you know for some time that God was calling us to to lead a church we just didn't know where that was and um, Marty Grubbs, my my pastor my mentor had always said oh Matt you know you should stay here and, and really there's only a couple churches I'd ever encourage you to look at if they call and one is in Scottsdale Arizona which I'd never been to Scottsdale And Don Doe's the pastor, but he'll never leave, so you don't have to worry about that one. And that's the one, you know, that when they reached out, and Robin and I began, you know, looking at what God had for us. And we took that, you know, that step of faith in 08 and uh, came in, and and, uh, God just began to do
2: amazing things. You had a lot of experience at different churches, and yet to come into, and to to get a vision for this and a mission, a mission for that, what, what, how did you develop where you were going to go from?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we wanted to gather and build a community. We felt like that was important to experience uh, life with one another. You know, a lot of times, you know, maybe the lead person, you know, gets a lot of upfront time, but it's it's the staff yeah. and the families that, that make so much difference. It was the right people at the right time yeah. for the mission of God in this place. Yeah. And that's what's been fun to see continue through the years. The vision for this building, you know, wasn't to remain as it was and I think now of what it was when we first got here and how it's expanded. I think it was 2009, flew to the Dominican Republic and we we did a scouting trip. We drove uh, through Santo Domingo and then into um, Sierra Prieta which was a little village. Food for the Hungry was there and they needed a church to come alongside this community and we made a decision at that time to commit and I didn't even know what this meant, but to commit to 10 years to journey with wow. this community, which now we've, we've kind of moved beyond and into you know extra innings, I guess, yeah. down in Dominican, and we're continuing to see um, new life spring up out of that. But I think it changed, in some ways, the heart of the church for, yeah. for, for local and global missions to be committed for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, so we've added a children's wing because of our commitment to the next generation, right. you know, both children and students. We've added seating in our sanctuary. More people have wanted to gather to turn their hearts and their minds toward God, to worship him. You know, we took a, a two-year detour. Robin and I took a two-year detour and, and Mark and Shannon Crenz stepped in and filled, you know, a vital role during that season. And God used them uh, in, in that season. And, and then through a, you know, a, a turn of events, god opened the door for us to to come back and return and we found that he's continued to be faithful
2: you have started to fashion some more expansion with not only the building but just with ministry and uh, where where do you see us going we're going to follow jesus you know jesus is
0: going to be at the center of everything and and one of the statements that i I think i said it in a sermon one day and it became this mantra for me you know if i miss jesus i miss everything so thankful for the 25 years that we're celebrating now And I also look with great expectancy yeah. to the next 25 years yeah. what's to come. Our, I think I can speak for both of us and say our desire is that this church would continue to honor God, to follow Jesus, to build community and pursue that mission, whatever it looks like, well into the future. All right, one more little bit. Are you still with me? Oh, wow. So today before the Super Bowl that nobody cares about, apparently. (laughs) The team will warm up and stretch, and they'll gather in that locker room. Right, Nick? And the coach will bring a word to them. And he'll probably say something that has to do with all the work that they put in, but how all those wins from the past season, the past few months, are meaningless if they don't get on the field and play today. Something like that. And here's the deal with the church. Over time, the gravitational pull for us and the church is to become just a meeting rather than a movement. Over time, the gravitational pull for for us is, is to be focused on just a meeting rather than the movement that changed the world. Are you with me? And so we can celebrate the history, and we can continue to gather Sunday after Sunday to turn our hearts and our minds toward God. And that is incredibly important. But we also must remember that there is a mission in front of us today and into the future. And if we don't take hold of that mission, and if we don't collectively together pursue what God has in front of us, we will die the mission of God will die. Now, God will accomplish it through another group of people who are not focused on just a meeting. It's why we continue to say every week, some of you are like, really? Like, it doesn't count that I just come on Sundays? Well, it counts that you come on Sunday, but it also counts very heavily what happens on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So I want to leave you with some we're going to sing one last song, but I want to leave you with some words of Jesus, and here's what he says. You are the salt of the earth. Jesus said this to a collective gathering in front of him. He said, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? I mean, what, what good is, is this message if, if, it, if it isn't spread out into the world around you? Now, how many of you love salt? You know what's funny about Esther? Like, I had many meals around Esther's table. She didn't put much salt on her food. And there were many times I was like, Esther, can I get a little salt and pepper to, you know, throw on the food? Because, you know, salt is meant to flavor the food and to preserve it. Salt, to flavor and preserve. Listen, church, God has put us in this place in this time to both flavor and preserve the life that we find all around us. That's that's our mission. That's what's ahead of us. And Jesus said, what good is this salt if it loses its flavor? He actually goes on to say it should just be thrown out. And then he says, you're the light of the world, like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And here's what he says. So, just like a city on a hill that can't be hidden, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Let, Let your good deeds shine for all to see, so that everyone may praise your Heavenly Father, so everybody may praise your Heavenly Father. Church, McDowell, it's been an awesome 25 years, hasn't it? But it's not done. The story is not finished. God wants to use you and he wants to use me to continue to change the trajectory of many lives of the people around us. So I want you to take out your quarter again. And I want you to remember, some of you are like, where where did I put my quarter? We didn't pass the plate yet. You didn't drop it off. It's got to be there somewhere. I mean, I want you, I hope, like, from now on when you see a quarter, you start to think of 25 years of McDowell. And I want you to think of, you know, I mean, Tom Brady on his own can't win. Like, he's got to have other quarters in the mix, or you know. And I want you to think of you. When you see a quarter, I want you to think of of yourself that God has given you something, and it's unique to you, and God wants to use your unique self to change the trajectory of someone else's life. And I started this last week. I gave you a little, like, preview, and I want to kind of bring it to, like, some some uh, some real tangible finish today, and here, here, here it is. Um, I asked you last week just to, to think about and ask God to put on your heart one person who is far from him, who, who needs to know him. And the way that the early church grew, the early church, the disciples, and the, the way that this church grew, Don, I think you would say this is true, is by people inviting other people, but it wasn't about an invite to a meeting. It was an invitation to a new life with God that changed everything. And that's how the movement began to spread. And so I said, consider a person that's far from God that you would just commit to praying for. And I told you, I've got this little item in my car that um, represents a person in my life that is far from God and is walking through a really difficult time. And I've just been praying that God would give me an opportunity to, to point them Him towards Jesus. And so I have this little item in my car and just every day it's sitting there and it reminds me to pray for him. And I've been praying. I've been praying for him. And um, I wonder who your one person is. And listen, if you ask God, he'll give you a one. He'll give you a person that's far from him, that needs to know him, that needs to experience his grace and his mercy. And so Um, we set this up, this little form, mcdowell.church slash myone, and we'd love to know who your one is. And um, we don't want to know your one, and we're only asking you your first name. Some of you are thinking right now, are you going to send them a note? Are you going to send them, we don't need any of their information, none of that. Just their first name, just their first name. And here's why, is because as a staff, we want to pray for your one alongside you. And we want to pray that God would give you an opportunity to to be a part of his movement, to speak into their life and bring some grace and some hope and peace. And so McDowell.church slash my one, if you'll just let us know and let us pray with you. Um, and over the next few weeks you're gonna see the, the back of the stage transformed and during this Lent season leading up to Easter there'll be some names on this stage, people that we're praying for, trusting that God's going to flip their script. We kick off a new series next week called Flip the Script. And um, we want to pray for your one. So let us know. Um, Church slash One.